Join Utah Stem Cells Live in studio with the big show on Wednesday the 29th from 3 to 6 p.m. as they discuss stem cells, joint regeneration treatments, and other beneficial uses of stem cells to treat various conditions throughout the body. DJ and PK, it is time now to talk college basketball with Ken Pomeroy from KenPom.com. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Ken, good morning. Good morning, David. Good morning, PK. Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Mark Pope loves you. He does. Well, that's good. I, I, I have fondness, a certain fondness for him as well. Well, because I think about all the ratings you had him, that BYU the highest, so of course they're going to love you. Oh, see, I thought it was some sort of personal thing. Like he no. Loved no, me no, a, it's strictly trans- <laughs> transactional. What can you do for him? That's it. You're saying he loves my algorithm. <laughs> Does anybody ever say, hey, I'll slip you a few bucks if you move us up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's ever really ever gotten that far. But uh, Well, let it be known. What usually, happens, what usually happens is people want me to move them down early in the season, and then late in the season they want me to move them up. So it gives, you know, gives the fan base the appearance that they uh, perform some sort of miracle or something. Oh, so the coaches look good? They look at the job we did? Exactly. They want to lower expectations in the beginning and, and raise them at the end. <laughs> nice. That's been true for decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, but I didn't know it reached your level, though. Nope, it's definitely reached my level. Nope, I had a certain certain discussion before the season with a Big 12 coach who was uh, a little puzzled as to why I had them rated so high in the preseason. And <laughs> it turns out they ended up being a, a really good team, so you can maybe – connect the dots on who that is but uh sure because i'm I probably have a half a dozen conversations like that every year yeah just tell them because i'm a genius coach back off yeah exactly all right well let's get to the byu for the people who haven't clicked on kenpom.com and exactly why uh mark pope would like you you've got byu at number 21 so that's a team that cannot just get in the tournament. That's a team that can win a game, be in the second round, and there probably isn't that much of a difference. 16 teams advance, obviously, to the second week. There's not that much of a difference. That's not an outrageous thought that they could do that. What about their schedule has got them number 21 in KenPom.com? Yeah, and it's not, you know, not so much about their schedule, but it's more about what they've done against it. Their schedule hasn't been you know, overly difficult, although I do have it rated... 41st overall, so certainly pretty solid considering they're you know probably about to take some hits here as they get into the thick of West Coast Conference play. But uh, I mean, you you got to give the Cougars credit; like they're their offense ranked 12th, and obviously you know they haven't had Yoli Child for most of that schedule. And you look at what he did last night coming back from the the finger injury, and he obviously uh, adds a, a new dimension to that team that. Uh, you know, it's pretty huge. I mean, he went for what, 26 points, nine rebounds. Last night, he took 20 shots. I mean, he was just the focal point of the offense and kind of gives, you know, their, their three really solid guard shooters more space, less defensive attention, allows them to, to kind of do what they need to do. So, uh, so I don't know if I buy that BYU is necessarily a, the 21st best team, but they're, they're pretty good. It's definitely a team that, uh, could be favored in a first-round matchup in the, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, Ken, because with all these seniors, 
this is a one-shot deal. You know, they were put together. Mark Pope comes in his first year. They're not going to build towards anything. It's going to be whatever they get this year, and then there's going to be, obviously, they all move on, and, and they started up again for BYU. So they want, certainly, obviously, to have success this year as much as they possibly can. And do you think that they can get a favorable seed? Because if you get in as a play-in game or what have you, and you're one and done, because of the fact that, well, they can't say, man, we're just getting started, that kind of puts a little damper on it. So back to it, do you think that they can have that opportunity to win a game and possibly even two? Yeah. Uh, so, sure, they can definitely win, win a game. Uh, it kind of remains to be seen what their seed will be. I mean, you, you look at a lot of the people that, that do this, and you know they're still hovering in that 9, 10, 11 range. So um, that's not the kind of seed that you necessarily – springboard for a you know a deep run but uh, they're you know they as i said they you know, they very well could be favored in that first round match or even if they're on the wrong end of a 7-10 game i mean that said they still have some work to do the WCC is not terribly friendly to building you know to expanding your your tournament resume i mean they got the, the two shots or you know one each against st mary's and gonzaga left and both at the marriott center and after that you know it's a bunch of games that really only hurt your resume. So uh, it's hard to really, unless, you know, BYU just wins out. Like it's hard to imagine them rising, you know, to a, you know, five, six or seven seed. One of those seeds that, especially on that five line where you, you know, you win that game, you play a four seed. Like that's kind of your path to getting to the sweet 16, really. It's hard to see them ending up with that high of a seed. So uh, I'm not too optimistic they can make the second weekend, but you know, it's the NCAA tournament. So, it's, you know, you never say never. And there's no reason not to, to dream that you could do it. I mean, they do have certainly the offense to, to carry them and, and allow them to win a, you know, a game against a struggling two seed or something like that. Ken Pomeroy joining us from KenPom.com. Obviously, the polls been passing the number one spot around. Gonzaga had it uh, for a while. Do you buy the whole thought that there's no separation at the top of college basketball this year? Uh, no, a, a little bit, maybe not as much as kind of the predominant narrative uh, would lead you to believe, but certainly it's a year where uh, the top teams are a little bit weaker than usual. You know, you just look at, at my ratings, look at the numbers next to them and compare them to previous seasons, and they're a little bit lower than in past seasons. So um, so in that sense, I would agree. I do think that, like, Duke, Kansas, Gonzaga, I would still throw Michigan State in there, even though I know they're coming off a loss last night, and they're going to lose more games in the Big Ten because it's just such a death march going through that conference but those four teams I think are a little bit better than everyone else Um, but that said there's no juggernaut in there and uh, this is really it's a good year it's a good year to be good if that makes any sense like if you're San Diego State like it's a really good year to do what San Diego State is doing because they're just really kind of maxing out what that program could possibly do in a year where they're there is no great team, and so you know they can look even better relative to the rest of college basketball. So, you know the teams aren't as good as last year, but they're still pretty good. There's not, there's not, I think as much difference as I'm seeing people talk about. West Coast can they get they get three? Yeah, they could. I mean, they certainly could. Again, the conference schedule doesn't do anybody favors, and BYU has a, a much better. Uh, non-conference resume than St. Mary's. So there's even more pressure on St. Mary's really to avoid bad losses now and pick up a good win. They still have two games against Gonzaga. So um, that's 
to their benefit to some extent because Gonzaga's really, really good. So it's going to be hard to, to to win a game. And I'm not saying they need to beat Gonzaga, but if they don't win any of those three games against the top teams, they really can't afford a bad loss. So three is in play, but it will uh, take St. Mary's not and BYU for that matter not screwing up a whole lot here down the stretch. And to that point about not screwing up, Utah State and high hopes, high expectations, and then a couple bad weeks, an awful trip to Clune Arena. You got them 64th now, but it looks like you only have two Mountain West teams in the top 100. Is it just San Diego State and Utah State? Have they basically got to win the tourney to get in? Yep, yeah. I mean, there's some uh, – Nevada and Colorado State actually jumped into the top 100 this week, but they've been kind of in and out of that. Um so, yeah, the Mountain West is really uh, actually, uh, I mean, if you're a Utah State fan, um, this is kind of how the WCC is every year where, you know, they have, uh, the Mountain West has a great team in San Diego State. If you can, Utah State can somehow go on the road and beat them, that would, um, you know, certainly earn them a national spotlight for the college basketball news cycle the next morning. Um, but then after that, it's, you know, a lot of games that just aren't going to be beat as quality wins that are still kind of tough games, especially when you go on the road. Um, but you just don't get any credit for them with the selection committee. So the path of the tournament for Utah State is uh, probably going through the Thomas and Mack Center and winning the Mountain West tournament, and that's really, I think, what, what the team should be building towards. But, yeah, it's been you know, a little bit of a, a surprise this year for a team that was you know, basically a unanimous pick to win that league that um, they're just – so they're still having a solid year, good year, absolutely, but based you know, relative to expectations, a little disappointing. And even further than that, more disappointing because San Diego State emerged as this dominant team in the league, which really nobody saw before the season. I can't make heads or tails of the Pac-12, can you? Uh, I mean, you have, you know, you have some, some decent teams at the top. I think Arizona's uh, being a little bit underplayed right now just because they you know, gotten off to a little bit of a slow start in, in league and don't have the quality wins. They've had a, a lot of close losses against good teams, which is the sign, a sign that, you know, they're pretty good. They're not maybe, you know, they're not a top five team, but uh, I would, I would just keep an eye on Arizona. They're, they're intriguing to me. And Oregon is Oregon. I mean, they have Peyton Pritchard. They have a lot of new parts too, but they have Peyton Pritchard. So uh, some familiarity there. And then, yeah, after that, it's a, a little bit of a jumbled mess. You know, they, they have Colorado, who I think is a pretty solid third team out of that league, and then Stanford is really surprised. And, I mean, they're on top of the conference standings right now, and they're pretty solid. So there's some good teams up at the top there, but obviously, you know, nobody really emerged from, from the pack this year in terms of a Washington or, or an Arizona State, um, USC, you know, obviously UCLA. I mean, they're having a dreadful season. Um so I think there's some bright spots at the top, more bright spots certainly than last year, but it's still not an overly strong conference. Ken Pomeroy joining us, KenPom.com. you got all the numbers. People can go to the website and look at it forever. But you feel like, because there's still a lot of games to go, so you're going to get a lot more info to put into this. Is there any teams you look at and think, well, the numbers don't say this team is good, but I'll bet this team's going to jump up and move in my formula here over the next few weeks? Right. Well, um, yeah, we just talked about, about one of those in terms of Arizona. They're up to 12 in my formula, so maybe this is more of reversing the question and just talking about national kind of perception because they're not, I think they're in the 20s or something in the AP poll. Um, 
I probably like consider uh, some some Big Ten teams as well. Like Michigan got off to a great start, and since then, you know, they've lost a bunch of games. Again, the Big Ten is going to to do that to teams. So um, Michigan sitting at 30th right now in my system. I think there's certainly some room for them to um, improve and. A real deep cut here. I'd throw Alabama in the mix. Uh, currently at 11 and seven, uh, 42nd overall in my system. Uh, first year head coach Nate Oates there. You know they started out two and four, and um, probably people didn't think much of Alabama basketball, but um, but they played really well late. Like they're not just four and two, but in, in the SEC play, but they're actually you know pretty much dominating opponents at this point. Um, they get Kansas State this weekend in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, so. You know, another good test for them. But I think with a new coach and kind of more of an experienced group, um, that's really a team to watch. Like, they're they're playing much better. And they're also, I mean, a, a little biased here, but they're also fun to watch in a year where there necessarily aren't a lot of teams that are fun to watch. But they really play up-tempo. You know, they let the three-pointer fly, and they have had some success with that. So uh, just keep Alabama in the back of your mind. They're really kind of a bubble team, or maybe not even a bubble team at this point. But I do think they'll – They'll make some noise here in the SEC and possibly play their way into the tournament. What do you think the committee would do with a team like Kansas, which is having a major suspension to an impact player, but will come back later in the season in March? Yeah, well, I mean, Sylvia DeSosa is actually, he's a name that people know because he was kind of a an important recruit, but he hasn't had a great year and obviously at the center of the FBI scandal as well. That's part of the reason people know him, but he hasn't had a great year. And I mean, that's the, the interesting thing. I mean, the only reason he was in that game uh, against Kansas state at the very end, I mean, they Kansas had their, their bench guys in there. And then Silvio de Souza, who actually, when you look at the numbers, he's basically like one of their five worst players. Like, you know, he does get some minutes in the rotation, but you know, he's basically the third third big man at this point. So, I, you know, hopefully the committee won't won't care. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not one of these people who think they should care anyway. Even if he was a star, like it's kind of odd that you know, if, he, if let's say he you know really had a huge impact on that team, like the reason he's suspended is because of his own doing, really. So how are you going to reward a team for that? But uh, but I don't think they'll really care too much. I mean, again, he's not an impact player. So even if Kansas were to struggle down the stretch. Um, the, the committee would would not put a lot of stock in that and just give Kansas the seed they deserve based on the, their body of work, basically. So, can you put a number, uh, a percentage on how confident you are that the team is going to, or that the state is going to have one team, at least one team in the NCAA tournament, and not get shut out like it has a couple times in the last three years? Yeah, seventy five percent sure. You are ninety percent sure. Fifty. Yeah. 50. Well, first of all, I can put a percentage on anything. So that's what know, I thought. That's request. why I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> Any request you have or anything in basketball or outside of basketball, I can I can put a percentage on. But uh, I would say, with respect to this question, uh, yeah, it's pretty high. I mean, it, and obviously a lot of that rests on BYU and the fact that they're kind of on path for an at large. But um, seventy-five, yeah, I, 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 off the top of my head, I think that's a pretty good number, seventy-five to eighty, somewhere in there. Um, you know, BYU making up the bulk of that. There's, you know, basically an out for. For Utah State getting a bid, maybe some small bits of percentage points there for Weber State or uh, Southern Utah winning the Big Sky. A miracle run by Utah here, you know, maybe that could happen as well. But most of it rests on on BYU getting that large and, and Utah State winning the Mountain West Tournament. Ken, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us as always. 
Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ken Pomeroy, KenPom.com.